You're listening to the Global 90 Podcast. There's no end in sight for the chaotic shipping crisis the U.S. has been experiencing. Port conditions have never been so turbulent, and with each passing day, the backlog of containers only gets bigger and more difficult to solve. One industry insider is warning that it's all downhill from here, and American consumers should start saying goodbye to fast, free shipping. From now on, companies are gonna start charging some painful premium shipping rates for on-time deliveries. And even so, nothing is guaranteed. Our port's operational system is terminally broken, and they're lacking in infrastructure, equipment, and staff. But no one is willing to pay the price to make this crisis go away. Especially not when shipping companies are cashing in huge amounts of money to offer a terrible service. And they can charge even more if customers choose a premium to get their products out as fast as possible. All of the experts defending 24-7 port operations are contributing to the creation of an even larger backlog because there are simply not enough truck drivers in the market to move those containers from ports to warehouses. That's what Brian Johnson, a 20-year veteran in the trucking industry, revealed in a recent article published by Medium. I have a simple question for every expert who thinks they understand the root causes of the shipping crisis. Why is there only one crane for every 50 to 100 trucks at every port in America? No expert will answer this question. I'm a Class A truck driver with experience in nearly every aspect of freight. My experience in the trucking industry of 20 years tells me that nothing is going to change in the shipping industry, Johnson wrote. The best way to understand how deep a crisis goes is to learn from the source what is really going on. So we know what the media, the so-called experts, and the government are refusing to tell us. That's why Ryan Johnson's expose is so relevant and so urgent at a time our supply chains are severely collapsing and our leaders don't seem to bother fixing it. The trucking industry veteran pointed out that one of the main reasons why most trucking companies don't want anything to do with transporting shipping containers is the fact that port operations have always been extremely messy and things have gotten a whole lot worse since the beginning of the health crisis. Think of going to the port as going to Walmart on Black Friday. But imagine only one cashier for thousands of customers. Think about the lines. Except at a port, there are at least three lines to get a container in or out. The first line is the in-gate, where hundreds of trucks daily have to pass through five to ten available gates. The second line is waiting to pick up your container. The third line is for waiting to get out. For each of these lines, the wait time is a minimum of an hour. I've waited up to eight hours in the first line just to get into the port. It's a rare day when a driver gets in and out in under two hours. By rare day, I mean maybe a handful of times a year, he explains. Ports don't have enough workers to keep operations fluid, 
no matter whether you're in a coastal or inland, union or non-union port, the situation is the same all over the nation. Johnson, for his part, is a union driver paid by the hour. However, most port drivers are independent contractors leased onto a carrier who's paying them by the load. That means whether their load takes two hours, 14 hours, or three days to complete, they get paid the same rate. On top of that, they have to pay at least 90% of their truck operating expenses, and companies usually cover less than 10% of the remaining expenses. In short, non-union drivers are paid extremely low rates for ship and container transport, and they have to cover all their own repairs and fuel and all truck-related expenses. Johnson reveals, I honestly don't understand how many of them can even afford to show up for work. In some cases, they work 70-hour weeks, and they still end up owing money to their carrier. That's why when ports started to get congested due to the impacts of the health crisis last spring, the vast majority of drivers refused to show up. The veteran highlighted that in a few weeks, congestion got so bad that instead of being able to do three loads a day, they could only do one. They took a two-third pay cut. Most of the drivers were working 12 hours a day or more. While carriers were charging increased shipping rates, none of those rate increases went to driver wages. Many drivers simply quit. However, while the pickup rate for containers severely decreased, they were still being offloaded from the boats. And it's only gotten worse. According to BNSF, at the moment, containers are sitting in ports one-third longer than usual, as ports simply ran out of space to put new containers until some of the ones already on the ground had been picked up. All key ports for global trade are over capacity. All around the nation, stacked trains are still sitting loaded, waiting to get into a port to unload. They have to be unloaded as fast as possible, given that there is a finite number of rail cars. A huge part of the problem is that there are extensive equipment shortages that is compromising the flow of containers. Ryan Johnson explains that one of these critical shortages is the container chassis. A container chassis is the trailer the container sits on. Cranes will load these in port. Chassis are typically container company provided, as trucking companies generally don't have their own chassis units. They're essential for container trucking. While there are some privately owned chassis, there aren't enough of those to begin the address of the backlog of containers today. And now, drivers are sitting around for hours, sometimes days, waiting for chassis. The backlog is so massive right now that the container crisis is hitting residences nearby. Containers are being removed from ports and simply dropped anywhere drivers can find because trucking company lots are already crowded. Ports are so desperate to get containers out that they unload the new containers coming in by boat. When this happens, there is no plan to deliver this freight yet. They're literally just making room for the next ship at the port, he outlines. This just compounds the shortage of chassis. 
ports will eventually find themselves unable to move containers out of the port at all until sitting containers are delivered, emptied, returned, or taken to a storage lot and taken off the chassis so that chassis can be put back into use. The priority is not delivery. The priority is just to clear the port enough to unload the next boat, the veteran added. When a container arrives in a warehouse, many of them have to be manually unloaded because the goods are not sitting on pallets, so it takes a sizable working crew and a considerable amount of time to do this, particularly now that warehouses are extremely short-staffed. When the port trucker gets to the warehouse, they have to wait for a door. After maybe a two-hour wait, the driver gets a door and drops the container but now often has to pick up an empty and goes back to the port to wait in line all over again to drop off the empty, he continues. The delivered freight is only unloaded at the warehouse, then it's separated and bound to pallets, then shipped out in much smaller quantities to the final destination. One container with a few dozen pallets of goods on it will go out to multiple trailers to multiple different destinations a few pallets at a time. From personal experience, he says, what used to take me 20 to 30 minutes to pick up at a warehouse can now take three to four hours. This slowdown is warehouse management related. It means that as a freight driver, I cannot pick up as much freight in a day as I used to. And since I can't get as much freight on my truck, the whole supply chain is backed up. Freight simply is not moving, Johnson exposes. It's important to highlight the cost implications of the supply chain crisis for consumers. That's a matter of supply and demand economics. Those who want to get their deliveries on time are going to have to pay expensive premium rates. They will be on the top of the priority list, while those who paid lower or no premium rates will face prolonged waiting times to get their products. Unless the lack of shipping infrastructure is resolved, Things will back up in a cascading effect to the point where if your products are going general freight, you might wait a month or two for delivery. It's already starting, he warned. Think about what's going to happen to holiday season shipping. The truth is that no one wants to invest in port infrastructure nor pay higher wages for supply chain workers to make this crisis go away. The backlog of containers doesn't hurt the owners of the transportation business and shipping companies, but it does hurt those who are paying higher shipping costs, manufacturers selling products, and consumers buying products. The laws of supply and demand essentially mean that they're going to collect record high profits for poor service, and they won't have to change a thing in the system. They don't have to improve or add infrastructure. They don't have to pay their warehouse workers, crane operators, truckers one cent more, Ryan Johnson says. The experts want to say we can do things like open the ports 24-7 and the problem will be over in a couple of weeks. But getting a container out of the port as slow and aggravating as it is, is really the easy part. If you can find a truck and chassis to haul it, 
but every truck driver in America cannot operate 24-7. Even if the government suspends hours of service regulations, a federal regulation determining how many hours a week we can work or drive, we still need to sleep at some point, he adds. Legally, truck drivers can work 14 hours a day, which is already excessively long. Most of them are already doing that. There's a limited amount of trucks and qualified drivers in the market, and the solution the government's now proposing is to make them work 24 hours a day, every day, and not stop until the backlog is cleared. It's simply not realistic, and it's not physically possible. If you can't get a container unloaded at a warehouse, having drivers work 24-7, 365 solves nothing. We need tens of thousands more chassis and a much greater capacity in trucking. Many supply chain workers are paid minimum wages. They get no benefits. There's a high rate of turnover because the physical conditions can be brutal, Johnson says. The veteran revealed that in ports all over the country, there aren't even enough bathrooms for truckers that have to wait hours at ports because port owners will not pay for them. Technically, truckers are not port employees, and port owners are only legally required to pay for bathroom facilities for their own staff. For the entire supply chain to operate smoothly, every point of it has to be working at an equal capacity. If any disruption erupts along the way, the whole system gets clogged. Right now, it's all failing spectacularly together. But fixing one piece won't do anything. It all needs to be fixed. And at the same time, he emphasizes. How do you convince truckers to work when their pay is not guaranteed, even to the point where they lose money? Johnson asks. My prediction is that nothing is going to change, and the shipping crisis is only going to get worse. Nobody in the supply chain wants to pay to solve the problem. At this point, the backlogs are so extensive that the backlogs themselves are prompting container companies, ports, warehouses, and trucking companies to charge massive rate increases for doing literally nothing to ease the situation. Given that the ones operating ports Shipping containers, warehouses, and trucking companies are not willing to pay the workers any more than they did over the last year. The entire industry is basically sitting back and chasing in on the huge mess they have created. In fact, the more things are backed up, the more every point of the supply chain cashes in. There is literally no incentive to change, even if it means consumers have to do holiday shopping in July and pay triple for shipping, Johnson concludes. Sadly, this is the new normal. American consumers are soon gonna be shocked by the painful rates they will have to pay. All this mess is being brought to us by those who are running our supply chains and by flawed government measures that only aggravate the problem. This crisis is far from over, and the worst is yet to come.